Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Morena, Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, today we're going to take a little bit of a switch. We're going to talk about the Eucharist and how that helps our pro-life commitment. And joining me today is pro-life leader Frank Pavone. Welcome to the program. Hey, this is just like the old days on EWTN where we would yes. have the Defending Life program, mm-hmm. meet together at the desk. And, and here uh, we are. It's nice to do that here in our own studio. Exactly. <laughs> now, exactly. and the reason, of course, that we're talking about the Eucharist is that the church in America, the Catholic community, is talking very much about the Eucharist right now and for the next year, actually. There's going to be a focus yes. on, you know. Special gatherings. Mm-hmm. and then Eucharistic congresses. Next summer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is obviously, as the church describes it, the source and summit of our faith. Because right. it's Jesus. Right. Simple as that. That's so, right. uh, But there are deep connections that we've been teaching and talking and broadcasting and speaking about it for decades. In fact, from the very beginning of Priests for Life, we've been speaking about the connections, haven't we, between the Eucharist right. and the defense of the unborn. That's right. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, the way the Eucharist is being almost discarded in our culture when you watch Catholics who go to Mass right now, mm-hmm. and you think about it, you know, when I was a kid and we went into church, oh my goodness, you genuflected, you you, you, you were in the, are in the presence of Jesus, you went up to communion so reverently, like with your hands folded like this, you know, you knelt and you received Jesus like Well, you, you remember when uh, you were my uh, parishioner uh, right. and I was your parish priest at St. Charles, Staten Island, New York, for those that don't know. Uh, remember that time I gave that homily about genuflecting to the tabernacle? Yeah. And I actually, I went over there. I said, look, friends, here's what we mean. And because you know, people would like walk by walk the tabernacle by as right. if they were not aware that that's God on the inside of that. Yeah. But right. we, we, you know, these acts of reverence illustrate the deeper point, which is, do we understand? Do we believe right. that this is Jesus in the flesh? And that's, I think, one of the motivations you know, mm-hmm. for the Catholic Church leaders in the United States for doing this special emphasis on the Eucharist because they're concerned, you know, certain well, surveys and polls, yeah. you know, as well as just observable well, behavior well, I think also indicate too, confusion. The whole COVID atmosphere, mm-hmm. first of all, got people out of the habit of coming to Mass. Right. And right, unfortunately, right. some parishes are still televising, you know, broadcasting Mass, so that which helps the shut-in. And the homebound who are Mm -hmm. too sick to come. But too often, I've heard some parents say, oh, uh, my son's got a hockey game this morning. We can't make match. You know what? We'll just watch it. But then how do you receive it? Does the priest give you the communion through the television? No, he doesn't. Right? That's the problem, right? You're you're, you're not feeding yourself. Because you're missing the very reason we come Mm -hmm. to mass. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, someone recently said to me, they they didn't like uh, the priest's uh, sermon. And they said, oh, I, I left Mass and I didn't feel fed. And I said, fed? You're fed by receiving the Eucharist. That's your, your, that's your nourishment. Mm-hmm. I said, what the priest or the minister or the deacon says as, as the homily, that's just icing on the cake. But the real heart and soul here is, is receiving Jesus, right? And I think that's maybe why here in America, 
the, the bishops have decided to put a focus back onto the Eucharist because it's being so discarded as casual. Mm -hmm. I mean, you ever watch people when they go up to receive? It's like they're high-fiving Jesus. Well, even more troubling, however, is the support for abortion by some who receive the Eucharist. Oh, yes. And say that they're practicing Catholics. We know who we're talking about. Pelosi, yeah, Pelosi Biden, Biden, and others. And others, yes. Catholics, quote-unquote, in public life, who are saying, I want to be in union with Jesus in the Eucharist, but I don't want to be in union with him in the unborn child. Well, and that's, I remember, again, a sermon you gave back in the St. Charles Day. I remember you saying, that's like when the priest says, body of Christ, you, before you're amen, you say, oh, but not that part. So you take you break off the part that you don't agree with, right? I mean, this is one that. of the well, this is one of the there's five aspects of the connection between the Eucharist and our pro-life commitment that I want to briefly talk about. That's one of the five. It's a sacrament of unity. Jesus taught love of God demands love of neighbor. And he said, When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. So when we're receiving communion, it's really Jesus receiving us. And if he's receiving all of us, then we're brothers and sisters, right? And he receives us, of course, spiritually, we're baptized and so forth. The unborn haven't been baptized yet, but they do share our same human nature, which Jesus also shares. So they too are united in some way with the Lord. And when we receive communion, we are saying yes, not only to the body of Christ, but to the bodies of all our brothers and sisters. We're saying mm -hmm. yes to the body of the church. And we're saying yes to the body of humanity. So that's why I gave that example. Suppose someone did take the host and then cracked the piece off and gave it back. Right. You can't do, in other words, you can't do that. You right. can't come to receive the Lord and say, but I reject my neighbor. Remember the passage where Jesus says, if you bring your gift to the altar and then you recall that your brother has something against you, what are we supposed to do? Reconcile Go first. Go reconcile first. And then come back. I, these politicians that receive communion, or actually anybody that receives communion, mm -hmm. who is not reconciled to their unborn brothers and sisters, and you get reconciled to them, first of all, by recognizing them as persons. Right. Recognizing them as your brothers and sisters, and in being committed to respect and protect them, um, then you, you, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet to, remember, and notice Jesus says, offer the sacrifice. We go to Mass not just to receive, but to offer, right? We're giving ourselves together with the bread and the wine on the altar, together with the body and blood of Christ once it's consecrated. And it's like, why are you wanting to receive Jesus and then throw, your, throw these babies away? No, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make okay, sense. so unity. And we have a prayer here to, of unity, um, if you'd like us to... Uh... And that comes from the, the beautiful prayer book in the palm of his hands, and it's available at our online store at prolifeproducts.org, yes. along with five other prayer books, too. Yes. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of the Holy Eucharist, your sacred body by which you unite us as one body in you. For we, many though we are, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf, as St. Paul says. As we receive you, Lord, you also receive us. As you draw us up to yourself, you draw us also into one another. You are the body of Christ, Paul said, and individually members of it. Lord, grant that we may never exclude any of the other members of your body from our love. As we receive your body in communion, so let us receive and welcome all the members of your body, no matter how inconvenient they may be. 
Help us especially to welcome those who have become the most unwelcome members of our world, namely, those who have just entered it. Bless our brothers and sisters in the womb. Rid our world of the sin of abortion, which divides parents from their own children, from one another, from their very selves, and from you, O Lord. Grant that the power of unity which we find in the Eucharist may overcome the fear of the unborn child and may enable us to welcome that child as a brother, a sister, a member of your body. Amen. Amen. So unity, that's one theme. Right, that is. And again, that prayer book is just a great resource, I think. And also, too, you know, uh, people are about to start all over the country the 40 Days for Life campaign. And mm -hmm. I know we offer this as a great Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's you great. Know, in the palm of his hand, everyone yeah. out there praying in front of an abortion mill. It, you know, you maybe you're out there for an hour. You could be saying those prayers. And this really is part one of six prayer books like it. Yeah. Same size. Have, same size that <laughs> yeah, we have. Different for themes. Prolifeproducts.org yeah. is where you can get that. So so the Eucharist, uh, there's other dimensions too. Like we look at the host, right? And before and after the consecration, <clears throat> it looks and feels and smells and tastes the same. The same. No change. The only one of our five senses that gets to the truth about the change that has occurred mm -hmm. is hearing. Right. This is my body. So we hear those words and we believe them because right. Jesus speaks them. So what we have in the faith of in the Eucharist is the ability to see beyond appearances. Right. We see what looks like bread, but we say Jesus. Right. So Mother Teresa said, as a matter of fact, that by worshiping the Eucharist, by adoring the Blessed Sacrament, we are training ourselves to see Jesus in our neighbor. If we can see him in the host, can't we see him in the poor, the disadvantaged? Can't we see him in the unborn? Well, didn't Mother Teresa say something like that to somebody she was caring for over in India, mm -hmm. right? When uh, the person said something about uh, Jesus, like, oh, yes, uh, you know, uh, are you, you must be like, like him. Yeah, like yeah, him. yeah. We try to be like him. Yes. Yeah. So Jesus being reflected. And she said he was reflected in the poor and their helplessness and their right. suffering. So and, and the, the Eucharist then actually strengthens our ability to see Jesus in the unborn. You know, the Eucharist is also a sacrament of true worship. I mean, what 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 is what is what do the statistics say about if a person is is worshiping God, whatever church they go to, are they more, more are they more likely to be pro life or pro choice if they're worshiping regularly? Right, pro life. Right? Pro life. I mean, it, uh, because, I mean, it's basically if you were to take a survey right now of especially daily communicants mm -hmm. and say. Um, uh, what, what's your stance on abortion? Are you yeah. pro-life or pro-choice? And we go, oh, pro-life. Because again, yeah. it's that connection to receiving Jesus in the, yeah. in the Blessed Sacrament every single day. Well, mass. also, you and, know what it is that worship is the opposite of pro-choice. Pro-choice is exalting your own choice. Right. Worship is exalting God. It's right. like, who's the master of my choices, me or him? Right. And, and, and that's why the attitude of pro-choice and the attitude of uh, worship are, are, are opposites. Then right. that's why you find most people who worship say they're pro-life. Right. The other dimension, of course, with the Eucharist is that it's the sacrament of life. I mean, Jesus gives his body. What happened when he gave his body? It, it was the life of, of the world. Right. It, it was the victory of life. And uh, so when we celebrate the Eucharist, uh, I mean, what did he say his body was? The bread of life. Right. You know, we have another prayer here um, that we can say. 
that, but connecting this, this theme with, uh, with, with pro-life. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord Jesus, I firmly believe that the Blessed Sacrament is your very body and blood, soul and divinity. Senses cannot grasp this marvel. Faith, however, reaches beyond what the eyes can see and assures us that you are present. Grant, O Lord, that our faith in the Eucharist may also strengthen our ability to recognize the dignity of every human life. We know that the senses can fool us there as well. Some may not be attractive, others may seem too small, some may appear as less than human. But we who can see you in the sacred host can certainly see you in our brothers and sisters. We can also see you, Lord, in the children in the womb. In a day when so many have forgotten these children and dismissed them as less, th less valuable than those who are born, grant that we may grow all the more convinced of their dignity and worth. Then grant, O oh Lord, that we may act accordingly. Amen. Amen. And again, beautiful prayer it comes from that booklet, In the Palm of His Hands. Now, sacrament of faith, sacrament of unity, right. sacrament of true worship, sacrament of life, sacrament of love. This is where we come to, this is my body. That's right. Uh, remember when I first told you and, and Anthony about that? Oh, thing? I remember it very well. <clears throat> we were in Washington, D.C. We were uh, traveling from one event to another. We were in a cab. And you just all of a sudden had this like epiphany in your mind. And you said, you know, the same words that priests say, and I say at Mass every single day, this is my body given up for you. Well, that's the same words that the pro-abortion movement says. This is my body, my choice, my body. This is my body. He said it's the same words coming from opposite ends of the universe and being twisted, right? And I remember you were down at EWTN and uh, you were speaking at an event and the singer Donna was there and you gave that reflection that you gave us uh, in, in a talk and she was so blown away by the concept that that very next day she got up and she wrote the song. Yeah, I told her when I got there, I said, you know, I'm going to talk about this. I said, you need to write a song about this because I knew it would be a powerful song because I knew her and her creativity and what right. I said. I said, here's my idea. Well, she 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 wrote it within a day. Yeah, it, it day. was uh, amazing. So, but the idea here is you, you just expressed it very well. And this is the meaning of love. Love is shown... You know, we use the heart to symbolize love, but it's really the crucifix that shows us the essence. I give myself away for the good of the other person. And Jesus explained that when he used those words at the Last Supper. This is my body. It gets to the heart of love, which is at the heart of every vocation, not just of, uh, well, when you talk, think about married people, husband to wife, wife to husband, this is my body given for you. Parents to children, this is my body, my time, my sacrifice, my resources, this is my body given for you. A priest to his congregation, what is he supposed to be saying? This is my body given for you. I'm, I'm, I'm offering myself to you. And a single person in the world, that's a vocation too. Serving the community, serving the kingdom. Right. This is my body given for you, expresses the love at the heart of every vocation. Now, Abortion is the opposite of love. Instead of saying, I sacrifice myself for the good of the other person, abortion says, I sacrifice the other person for the good of myself. Right. That's where these words, and yet, like you said, it's the same words. What are these people doing? They're saying, this is my body. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Those, those aren't your words. No. Those are Jesus' words. 
sometimes. Right. And you don't use those words to take life. You use those words to give life. Exactly. And, you know, right now, any of the moms watching this show, we all know, and I'm a, I'm a Nana too, that when it comes to your children, once you give birth to that child, it's a commitment for life. Yeah. You're wow. always, and, well, you know my family, you see, I'm still doing things for my daughters and they're in their 40s. Well, I met you're them when they were, what, eight years old? Seven, and, eight years and, old, and, yeah. And, and I say to you sometimes, I say, you're still mom, aren't you? Yeah, still a mom. <laughs> and never, you're always a mom. It doesn't, and, yeah. and moms, right? We always put our children first, don't we? I mean, when you think about it, you get up in the morning, what do you do first? You're worrying about, you're not worrying about, oh, let me take a nice hot shower. Let me blow dry my hair and put on my makeup. Oh, oh, let me get uh, breakfast ready for my children. The children are first, yeah. The children are first. You don't worry about yourself. You worry about the children, you know? I mean, I can think about when my kids were little, all the things I never did for myself because you didn't have time. In fact, people used to say to me, Oh, Janet, you're a pretty quick eater. I said, yeah, well, when you have twins and another little one, you learn how to eat fast because that's that's the only opportunity you have because you're taking care of them. Right. So it is so true. God put in the nature of women to be nurturers of their children, mm -hmm. not to abort them. Yeah, yeah. And right. that's what the culture has done. And that's why that song, it's so moving because it takes your insight and it, and it brings it to, to life. Well, yeah. we're going to show people that song, right? It, yeah. it, it portrays a, a woman who thinks that she has to have an abortion. Right. And she's saying, this is my body, my choice. Right. It portrays a woman who has had an abortion and is mourning over it. Right. And then it shows Jesus giving these words, this is my body. Uh, shall we watch that yeah. song? And Let's then we'll come back and we'll say a prayer. Uh, at the end. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look right now. Um, this is my body video. This is my body, an empty shell without your love. Every child, this is my body, but you are always in my heart, always in my mind. If I could choose again, there'd be no choice for me but you. I do what I
Sorry, every time I watch it, <laughs> I get all teared up. It, 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 that's it, powerful. It always, that is so. It always evokes the same reaction in me. I get yeah, all choked yeah, up. Yeah. And, you know, as many times as I've shown it to people, it has the same reaction with them, too. And I'll never forget the first time. I, I mean, can you imagine having, having preached on this, writ, written about it, requested that the song be made to see how well they did it? Yeah. That for I always remember that first time. I think we worked together in our in our office when we were in the, the first office we had in New York. I, I said this is a, this is amazing. That was back in what nineteen ninety nine. Yes, because yeah. the the video won best Catholic music video uh, in the year two thousand. Right. And, and Jody Copeland, we have to give him credit. Oh, uh, Jody. A great director at EWTN who actually was with Mother Angelica from the very beginning. Right. He heard Donna's song. He knew you, and he said, no, this has to be visual. Uh, he had that vision to turn it into a music video. So Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so there's a special <laughs> prayer here along this theme. Let's, let's pray again together. This is my body given up for you. Lord Jesus, we hear your words each day at Mass. You have used these words to teach us the meaning of your love for us, a love that brought you to the cross to give your life so that we might live. You use these words also to teach us the meaning of our love for one another, a love which leads us to give ourselves away that others might live. This is my body. Lord, we also hear these words used by those who think they can take life just because that life is growing within their body. We hear these words distorted by those who support abortion. Grant that all your people may learn that human fulfillment is never found by pushing someone else out of the way, but only and always by pushing ourselves out of the way. May all your people live their lives according to your most sacred words, this is my body given up for you. Amen. Amen. So, it's the prayer book. The prayer book, yes. <laughs> Well, just so everyone knows, um, the This Is My Body video, you can find it on YouTube. Well, let me tell that. them where. Yeah. Priestsforlife.org, which is our main web address, right. slash, forward slash, This Is My Body, all ah, one word. There you go. Priestsforlife.org slash This Is My Body. No spaces, dashes, or anything. Uh, and they will go right, that goes immediately to the video on YouTube. Which is great. And I, I really encourage that. It's a great thing to show at your pro-life meeting, to a youth group, to anybody. And you know where else, really. Janet, at these Eucharistic gatherings now that are taking place? They could be Dioceses and yes. parishes. Mm -hmm. um, this is why we wanted to do this program. Now, we're going to do as this year progresses and all these, year. Yeah, all these different periodic things. programs to focus on. We've this got theme. resources, mm -hmm. starting with those prayers that's right and that powerful video i want right. to we should urge people go to your priest now show him these things exactly. go to your deacon <clears throat> go now to the people who are organizing those eucharistic uh, gatherings and show them this powerful material that's right yeah so well thanks for all right me. praise the lord okay well brothers and sisters i hope you were inspired by our program today and i'd like to before we go to remind you about this beautiful prayer book in the palm of his hand available at our online store at prolifeproducts.org. And there's five other beautiful prayer books 
Check it out today because add this to your daily prayer life. Thanks for joining us again. And remember, brothers and sisters, there are some abortions only you will be able to stop. And that means there are some lives only you can save. Join us again next time. Thank you and God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.